from the Credit Union National Association. This is the CUNA News Podcast. Credit Union people. Credit Union ideas. Welcome to the CUNA News Podcast. I'm Associate Editor Brock Fritz, and today we'll look at how a Louisiana credit union is showcasing its financial well-being efforts on TV I'll be joined by Jessica Sharon, Assistant Vice President of Financial Outreach at $677 million asset, Pelican State Credit Union in Baton Rouge. Jessica explains the series of events that led the credit union to be featured on Opportunity Knocks and how the PBS show is spreading the credit union's goal of financial well-being for all. The 13-week show, which is available for free on OpportunityKnocks.net, follows six families as they work with financial experts and local credit unions to take control of their finances. One of those families is the Whites. Charles and Tiffany White joined the show to improve their credit, create a reasonable budget, and save money by refinancing their loans with Pelican State. Viewers watch them work toward these goals in a better financial future alongside Pelican State credit counselor Kimberly Gaines, as well as speaker and author Patrice Washington. It was an exciting opportunity for the credit union to showcase what it does best while serving a local family. As Jessica says, this is who we are, this is our mission, this is our purpose. Hear her explain that purpose, tell the story of Opportunity Knocks, describe the goal of the show, and explore why financial education is a crucial component of credit union service. All right, let's bring Jessica in and learn more about Pelican State Credit Union and Opportunity Knocks. Want to just kind of start by introducing yourself then? So Jessica Sharon, AVP of Financial Outreach at Pelican State Credit Union. So Pelican uh, started in 1956, uh, originally as the Department of Hospitals Credit Union. So we actually served the charity hospitals throughout Louisiana. And we were serving uh, a lot of individuals that were not the doctors, not the nurses, you know, but the individuals who really needed more of our help and couldn't get financing elsewhere. So we really grew out of that over the years. And back in the 80s, we started taking on additional select employer groups. And with the kind of same idea in mind that our goal was to help individuals who couldn't get served other places, because that was kind of our specialty. We had designed products and services that really fit those individuals. And so over the years, we continued to grow. When I started at Pelican, we had six branches and we're like 127 million in assets. And now we have like 19 branches, almost 700 million in assets. And so it's, it's been exciting over the past 16 years to see how the credit unions grown but how we really kept our mission so central. We've really worked hard to ensure that we're there for our members. We're offering the products and services that they really need and that makes sense for them and fairly priced. I mean, everybody has to do risk-based pricing. I mean, we have to, that's just the the way of the world today And, and rates are not good right now for anybody. We're all struggling there, but we try to remain fair and equitable when we are charging individuals for the loans that we offer. So I think that that's really important. And I think that it shows that we really do care about the members that we serve. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, then it's kind of a very general question, but why is financial education so important to the credit union? (laughs) (laughs) So So I really, truly believe, and this is a personal belief, but it's something that I've I've really built upon over the years, is that our path to eliminating poverty starts with financial education. 
And it's really, truly because individuals who are living in poverty and making the same decisions over and over again are making them because they don't have other information. They don't have opportunities a lot of the time either. So we've got to couple the financial education information along with opportunity. And I think that's what's so important about Opportunity Knocks, you know, really helping individuals realize what's out there and what's possible for them. So many times we meet with our members and they're continuously using payday loans or they're continuously going to a finance company or whatever it may be, or they have a buy now, pay here car loan. And we're like, why, why? And it's because that's what was in their neighborhood or that's what was up the street or that's what their parents used or their friend told them to go there. And so what we find is when we can get in touch with the members and really talk to them about the options that are out there, in most cases, we can help them. And, and granted, sometimes we can't. I mean, sure. we just have to be honest that you, you, even those institutions that are predatory aren't helping everybody. That's why we put into place our financial education program so many years ago. Back in 07, right before I started, our CEO brought in an employee to do credit counseling because he saw that members were coming in and closing their accounts right before their payday loan. And granted, that's a bad thing, but there's a reason why they were doing that because they couldn't make it paycheck to paycheck. So his solution was, okay, well, let's talk about how we can help these members. So we started reaching out to those people who had payday loans hitting their account and saying, hey, like, what's going on? How can we help you? And in some cases, it was literally just they got the payday loan to fix their washer. Sure. And now they're just in this cycle that they can't get out of because the interest is, you know, a thousand percent. So we were able to really invest in helping the members get out of these situations and educating them on the better options that are available. You know, you don't know better until you know. Yeah. And you mentioned how you've grown, but you've still been able to make those personal connections with this Mm -hmm. financial education. Oh, absolutely. We have um, seven nationally certified credit counselors on our team because we are a big state (laughs) Uh, and geographically spread out with our boot shape there. But the main thing is that we realized that it was so necessary. And I also helped bring about, as I took over this department back in, I think it was like 2010 or 2012, some, some real great data mining to say, well, but we've helped these individuals, individuals improve their credit score. We've helped these individuals get more new loans. So we're creating our own qualified borrowers, but in the right way. We're not just saying, go get a loan because you need it. We're saying, here are the steps that you need to do so that you can get a new car loan because your car is about to die. Or, Mm. you know, we're trying to help you find the right pieces to put together. We're not just suggesting things to suggest them. And for us, that's one of our main missions of separating financial education from um, a loan officer situation is to say, hey, like your focus is strictly educational. It is strictly telling people the right thing to do. And our loan officers can focus on the sales aspect of their job, where our credit counselors can focus on getting to the root of what individuals' spending issues are. Sure. In so many cases, we're hearing members tell us way more than they would tell a loan officer, right? Yeah. They're talking to us about their abusive spouse or their difficulty in life based on the way that they started out or decisions that they may have made that weren't that great that landed them in jail. And they've done their time, they've paid their debt to society, and now they're trying to figure out how to do it right. 
And I'm very passionate um, also about that. We work with a lot of reentry programs because we feel if you paid your debt to society, let's help you make the right decisions when you get out so you don't go back. Yeah, and obviously everyone's in a bit of a different situation. Is there a starting point or a couple of things that kind of is universal that you try to get across? Oh, yeah. So every, we kind of have like a, a starting, you know, like their intro session that they meet with us. And we go over their credit report. We talk about what's on it, what's going on. We try to get some background about why they made these decisions that okay. put these things on their credit report, why things were late, what was going on in their life. You know, did they have some sort of traumatic, like traumatic situation that caused them to make these decisions or, or have to make these decisions? And then we take a look at their budget and we get real honest about their spending. And we usually send them home with homework to say, hey, you need to print out your statement and for a month and you need to highlight it and say, this is what I spent on food and this is what I spent on clothing and make them truly take a, 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 a very granular look at how they're spending their money. Because all of us, all of us should be doing that, right? Yeah. Like nope. there's plenty of days that I sit back and I'm like, I don't know where that money went. <laughs> right and I, I mean i ate lunch out that and week and amazon like, shows up yeah. <laughs> yeah and then amazon shows up and we have a ring doorbell and my husband's like did you order amazon today did you order something from amazon i'm like yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we all make those kind of impulse decisions or we make them because we need them right you know especially when you're looking at families that have to buy school supplies and uniforms and and all those things so how are they spending their money? What are they doing? So we really break our first meeting down into analyzing their credit report, getting a backstory of what's going on and what may be causing the decisions to be made the way they are, and then focusing on how to plan for the future. You know, we say, okay, like, let's analyze your spending. Let's figure out where we're going. So our next meeting, we can say, hey, this is, this is what the best way is. And I think one of the most important things that we do is that we reserve our judgment. We do not, we're not here to tell people not to get their hair done or not to get their nails done or not to shop on Amazon or not to go out to eat lunch with their friends. We're not here to say that. Our goal is to help people discover their priorities and determine how to best reach them. And we guide them through that process because their priorities are really important. They may just not realize what they have to do to get there. Sure. And so that's what we're thinking. That's where we come in and we say, hey, if it's a priority, it is a priority for me to dye my hair every six weeks. So I'm going to budget for that. And I'm going to make sure that I can afford to do it because that's a personal priority to me. And it may not be to someone else. And that's okay. We're not here to say what's right or wrong. We're here to say, here are your priorities. Let me help you reach that goal. Sure. And when we uncover situations with addictive behavior, whether it be gambling or something else, we push them to the right resources to say, hey, here's where the issues may lie. So if you're interested in improving overall, this is the resource for you. And we try to do a warm handoff to that resource. Okay. So Opportunity knocks. have you ever done anything similar to this before? Or is it kind of new for the credit union? Oh, no, this is like a brand new thing yeah. that's ever been done ever. Yeah. Um, so we were so excited. Jamie Strayer is the mastermind behind Opportunity Knox. And we've worked with one of her consulting businesses for um, CDFI. Uh, it's called Steve Strategic Planning for years. And they do an excellent job of helping credit unions get certified, get grants for legitimate programs that they're offering to help improve the communities that they serve. 
And when this idea came out and she reached out to me, I was like, oh my God, this is, this is perfect. Like we need to show the world or at least everybody in America what credit unions can really do because no one understands so many people. I mean, I feel like in the credit union industry, we're constantly saying like, people just don't know who we are. Mm -hmm. And it's true because we just don't toot our own horns and we're not very big, some of us. And so we don't do enough of that. And this TV show is a huge opportunity, not just to the families, but to the credit union industry to say, this is who we are. This is our mission. This is our purpose. And I think it's so important to do that, especially today, as we look at, we're very fortunate in Louisiana that we have a good relationship with our Bankers Association, but there's so many other states that have this constant fight of trying to, to protect their charters and their tax status. And so helping individuals really see what credit unions really do at the heart of how we lend, and how we serve our members is just paramount to winning those battles. I mean, mm-hmm. not just on the state, but on a national level. Yeah. Yeah. What do you hope the viewers, whether they're familiar with credit unions or not, what do you hope they kind of come away from it thinking about credit unions? I mean, I hope they all join a credit union, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe Pelican, of course, if they're in uh-huh. Louisiana. <laughs> um, but no, I really hope that people walk away from this and say, this is a true resource that is not going to take advantage of me that is not going to trick me and that is really going to help me improve my financial situation and and improve my standard of living for my family. Mm-hmm. Because it's so evident when you watch the show and you see the progress that the families make, it is evident that they couldn't have done that without the guidance of their credit. Sure. And everybody just doesn't know. They just don't know that it's out there. And so I really hope that this helps shine a light on the credit union industry and how we're living our mission. We're living our principles. We're really doing what we're supposed to do in the area of education, Mm -hmm. Um, because that's what truly sets us apart. And that's the reason we get our taxes cut. And that's the reason that we, you know, have different things that we do. It's because of this. And it's because we serve individuals that could not be served anywhere else. I'm just kind of curious, how did Kim get selected or how had she been prepared for something like this? So um, I feel like we do a lot of our own videos and things like that on our social media. We have in the past, we had this series called ask um, hashtag ask Pelican. Okay. And so we had our credit counselors doing these and we would get, um, we would get questions from membership. Like they would write in on Facebook and stuff or they would ask at events. And so we actually recorded these sessions. We're just kind of like a minute long about like, how do you get rid of credit card debt? Or how do you make a budget? And so several of our credit counselors volunteered to do it. And Kim just lit up the screen. I mean, her presence really comes across um, so well in video. And if you meet her, she's just a light. And so she really is very focused on member service. And she's very kind. You can see in the show that she's very kind and things like that. But she can also be, she can also give out some tough love when she needs to. But I think that she was just the right person for the white family as well. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, every, every person is different. We work together with people differently. And I think that for the whites, you know, they worked with their celebrity coach, Patrice Washington, who is amazing. I got to meet her and she is just a genuinely awesome person. And so I think that she was able to impart some wisdom, some different 
factors of wisdom in a different way. And then it complemented really well what Kim could bring to the table as far as the financial side of things go. And what have you heard since Sunday, since the show aired? Uh, I mean, we're just getting, you know, we're getting a lot of replies saying, hey, like, you got to see the show. It looks so yeah. cool. And uh, Kimberly had her family watch it and they were all really excited to see her on TV. So I think it's really, it's also a really fun thing for us to be featured in this program and to be able to share what we do. But it's also fun for the people involved. I even have yep. a little cameo where I direct people later oh, on in the series, where I direct okay. people to an office. But, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's such a great opportunity. I mean, it really is. And I hope that the general public can really see what we have to offer. And they're very really focused on it being CDFIs. And I think that's so important as well. And you have to, that also brings light to like nonprofits and things like that that can offer resources, which is so necessary for many families. Mm-hmm. Finding things like clothing and shelter and food can help supplement the income that they maybe don't have coming in. So there's a great um, opportunity finder that's connected with the TV show where you can go and you can search in your area and find not just credit unions, but also nonprofits and things like that where you can help get resources to to support your needs. And so it's really kind of a one-stop shop for all the options that are out there in the community. Cool. Uh, so you're not, you're in more episodes, Pelican State? It wasn't. Yeah, oh, okay. um, so they actually are going to follow the White family um, the through white. the okay. series. Okay. So they follow each of the families through the series. And I think when we get to around episode six, there's kind of like the, I think it's episode six. It's where we talk about like what specifically we did to help the family. And then, of course, they have like the finale and, and all of it runs about 13 weeks. So it, okay. it has actually started airing in other markets sooner. Cool. Um, just because of like different programming and stuff like that. Yeah. All of the public broadcasting stations do their own programming in their area. Okay. And it just launched in El Paso because one of the Rays Credit Union in El Paso also did it. And so it started airing there not too long ago. And then uh, I think we were the last market that started to air this week. And how long has it all been in the planning process and everything? I did not know that it took this long to make TV. But yeah, so we've been working on it for about two years. Yeah. So towards the end of the pandemic, or not the end of the pandemic, but towards the end of um, 2020, we had done filming and, you know, and everybody had their masks and had their COVID tests before they were filmed and, you know, all those precautions in place. And we got to the director that we worked with, Brian, is just amazing. I mean, he has done things like 90 Day Fiance and Big Brother and The Bachelor. I mean, he's he's really a seasoned director. And he was able to, what I like to say, he's able to do the opposite with our families. He was able to capture the struggle and the strife in such a respectful way. And this never exploits the family or their feelings or their or their struggles. And I think having such a seasoned professional be the director was so important because he really captures, like I said, everything that goes on, but in such a respectful manner that the families never feel like they are being ridiculed or being treated unfairly. And I think that's important. Yeah. Yeah. It is a very uncomfortable conversation a lot of times. So they, the whites handled it very well and stuff. 
Oh yeah, they yeah, were amazing. Yeah. They were amazing to work with. They are just they are so full of like light and love. They I don't I don't remember if they have it in the first episode, but they actually passed through a church in Lake oh. Charles as well. And are just such wonderful people. And at, at Pelican, we actually say this all the time is that bad things happen to good people. Sure. And it's our job to help sort that out and help them find a way to improve the situation that they weren't, they didn't ask for. And the whites did not ask for any of the things that happened to them. I mean, from family loss to hurricanes back to back to being taken advantage of with their living situation. They didn't ask for any of this, and they have just been such rocks in their community for their church and for their family. So it was good to see them being able to take care of themselves and us help contribute to that because they are just an amazing family. And it was so exciting to be able to help them in a way that they didn't even know was possible. I guess I don't know when the taping ended, but have they stayed in touch at all or... Yeah, they stay in touch with Kimberly. She checks in on them just to kind of see how things are going, what they need and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. So they remain members and and they keep in touch with Kimberly. So it's been really great to be able to continue to serve them. And we've had to refer people to us too. You mentioned how the taping and stuff or the idea came right after COVID. It seemed like that kind of opened a lot of eyes to financial questions or uncertainty. Yeah, been stewing on something like this for a long time. And I think that the opportunity presented itself to where individuals were ready for something like this. Yeah. Um, When we look at the economy today and the way interest rates are and the way, you know, we may be going into a recession. I say may because I'm no economist, but, you know, we all see the writing on the wall. I I hope that a, a show like this airing at a time like this helps people see you can go find help somewhere. You don't have to try to struggle through this on your own and and they can find someone to help them figure it out because, I mean, we have a large hospital system in Louisiana that just announced layoffs. And so like we immediately really went into action and was like, Hey, look, here's off, you know, here's the services we can offer. We can do these. It's, it's statewide. So like we can do videos or the, you know, individuals being laid off, like, let's see what we can do to help them find the resources they need, because it might be a little time before they can find another job. Sure. So I hope that something like this really helps people think, oh, oh, something happens. Like I should, I should call my credit union because they actually can help. Because you don't really think of that in, in normal life. Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio.